0: Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best secret is now available at A3equip.com. That's a 3 equipcom A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner, honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy. Get yours today at a3equip.com. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, in the podcast description or podcast notes in your podcast app, you can get access to all of our sponsors, all of the products that we talk about in the podcast, and contact information for Paul and Martin. all doctors to the er do these guys have any idea what they are talking about, talking
1: about talking about get squared away
0: spiritual
1: get squared away
0: emotional
1: get squared
0: away mental
1: get squared away
0: physical
1: the podcast that'll help you get squared away
0: All right, we're back here with big episode 10. 10 is where the the cutoff is. That's where 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode 10. I don't know if that's a real statistic. Don't fucking quote me on that. But a lot of podcasts don't make it past 10. So here we are. We're here and we're ready to roll. Back with Squared Away. What you been up to, man?
1: Oh, not a whole lot. Enjoying the weather, hopefully turning here in Wisconsin. So a lot of... uh, a lot of your friends out there, out in Florida. So
0: yeah, Florida, Texas, nice. man. I was looking at, uh, I was looking at download statistics and we got some French, a lot of Canadian, few few different countries in Europe. There's some, some pretty interesting places that these are getting listened to in. So that's pretty cool. Wow, Europe, huh? Yeah, yeah, not a lot in Europe, but you know, hit or miss here, or there, download in France, download here, download there.
1: So it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, no, that is cool. How about you? How's this week going?
0: Uh, this week is good. It's heavy week, carb week. So this is my first week that I've eaten heavy carbs for fuck since since January. Oh Lord, so heavy, heavy five carbs, months. What is that? Uh, 200, 200 to 300 milligrams of carbs a day. Milligrams?
1: Yeah. Or, or grams.
0: Grams, sorry. Oh, 200, okay. 200 to 300 grams of carbs a day. Sorry, not milligrams. Oh. Um. So it's a lot, you know, it's, it's fruit with every meal. And I, the first two days was shit carbs. You know, it was, it was trash. It was bread and pizza and, Is that blow you and though? Um It does want to eat that much, When I eat that kind of carbs, when I do it, when I get it all from natural sources, it doesn't. So dates, berries, bananas, that doesn't blow me up at all. So. Try to try to go more that way. Oatmeal doesn't do it. Like oatmeal, I have oatmeal every morning. Oh, oats are fine. Yep, oats are good. Um, so I make like a oatmeal with peanut butter and some flavoring and some honey, and and I feel feel good. Um, but then like you know the first two days when I was just garbage eating, that was I didn't feel good those days. Felt oh, wow. like shit, but I felt strong. So Monday morning um, was bench day. It's heavy bench day, so it should have been two eighty five single rep and i rep 285 two seventy five, no 280 285 um four times so i was like well, fuck it let's go 315 like i've never benched 315 before that but that would have been a pr yeah um so i went for 315 and i he, my spotter had to put two fingers on it it was like just just missed it <laughs> but if i wouldn't have four rep two 285 before that yeah. i probably would have had enough in the tank but um still 285 still still a a at my top so yeah four weeks from now i'll be through another cycle and then 315 will be fine yeah in but this day and
1: age uh, if you can get your body weight yeah that's generally good yeah so yeah no I,
0: it was it's funny i was talking to a guy in the gym this morning you know louis simmons from west side barbell yeah um so w- one of louis things i don't know if he still does it but one of his things is he won't even look at you until you can body weight squat 100 times in one set oh really yep Wow. So you weigh 220 pounds, you're putting 220 pounds on the bar and you're going to, you're going to rep it for a hundred. That's, that's when, that's when he'll start looking at you. Intervals or doing it straight. 100? I don't know. I I never looked into it that much. I just remember listening to him talk about it. There's um, no way I'd crumple up like after, I don't know how dude, many. Yeah. 225. I've done 25 reps at 225 and that's a high rep set, but by 25, my form is shit. Yeah, like if I was trying to get seventy five more, I <laughs> I I wouldn't walk for a fucking month. You're like a baby deer in the yeah. last couple of reps. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I cannot do that. So, so. heavy squats tomorrow. It was heavy shoulders today. So that was good. One eighty five.
1: Well, Yeah, I got late uh, legs tonight. Yeah. So I'm heading in. I was going to head in this morning, and it's just I've been watching my sleep. Yeah. So if if I feel my body needs sleep, now I'm getting it instead of trying to force myself up. And you ever
0: mess with any um, HRV? Heart rate variability, no. So, so you know, if you have if you have a heart rate that is, let's say, sixty, right? That's not a metronome sixty. It's not a beat, 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 beat. Your heart, there's variables between the different heart beats. So it'll be like beat, 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 beat. And the 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 bigger the drastic difference in the variables, the more recovered and the more healthy you are um so heart rate variability there's an aura ring does it there's a some watches that do it you can get a an hrv strap that you put on um but your hrv you have to track it daily because everybody's going to be different but once it gets your baseline then you can then you can tell how recovered you are
1: oh no, really so yeah. you gotta like wear a uh, polar to bed or what
0: no you just do it once like in the morning no. you can throw a polar on pull up an hrv app It'll read it and it'll give you a readiness score for the day. And then that kind of gives you an idea of how recovered your body is. Oh, okay. Because a very, like a metronome heartbeat is very stressed. So if it's, you know, if you're 60 is beat, 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 your your body is stressed and not recovered well. Okay. No, that makes sense. I mean, I think uh, this morning, I haven't made it
1: in any mornings. I'm hoping to make it tomorrow morning.
0: Actually, somebody said that about you the other day, this I week.
1: Somebody uh, I've been asking my uh, daughter too, because she goes in uh, later mornings.
0: Yeah. And
1: I guess people have been like, did your dad disappear or something? And I'm just like, no, I, I'm really watching my sleep. And if, if I feel tired, you know, I'm not going to push myself. Yeah. And like I said, last night I was left until eight o'clock. Yeah. So I didn't see you there last night.
0: No, I don't go in No soccer? No, soccer's done.
1: Oh, soccer's done? Yeah, okay. soccer's
0: done.
1: Yeah, usually your kid's in there. Yep, but yep, yep. I didn't see them. So I was, the last couple nights I've been... I mean, for me, I don't, I don't get rushed at night. Yeah, and then I can do a little extra work. So I did uh, arms, and then I went up and did a lot of cable chest work. Yeah. So you know that that's kind of the nice part. If I would have went in this morning, I mean, I got up and I was like, you know what? By the time I get in, it's like forty minutes. Yeah, I don't want to slam legs through in forty minutes. So.
0: Yeah, it's tough to to ram them in like that. You don't get a good warm up. You don't get any good mobility in. Yeah, I feel you. Tomorrow's heavy okay. legs, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, you got every legs tomorrow yep yeah. yeah it's my heavy week so it's everything heavy oh, except everything? for deads because i'm taking the month off deads oh really yeah that, that back popping out issue happened a few times too many so we're taking a month off and oh, just doing man. all just doing all mobility and strength work in my back doing a ton of reverse hypers ton of back extensions ton of that type of shit to strengthen up the lower back well
1: no that should be nice i mean i got light legs tonight but i got deads in the morning yeah so probably not the best combo but if I did a heavy legs tonight, then deads would be, yeah, I'd be shit. It'd be trash. So how about, uh, what have you been doing? Uh, mentally,
0: mentally, I was working on, um, the coddling of the American mind, the book. Oh yeah. I saw that on your list. Pretty interesting, man. It, it, and it's not a right wing, left wing, liberal, um, conservative book. It's, it's very much breaks down the, um, the good intentions that parents and schools were trying to implement, um, and the negative outcomes from those good intentions—you know, trying to trying to improve kids' safety and make give them a better life—but the negative outcome that comes with the verbiage of things being able to harm you when they really can't harm you and words being harmful and stuff like that. And it breaks down like the difference in in, in the college experience started like right about 2013, yeah. where they you know, really started getting bad with shouting down speakers and um, pushing out speakers that had alternative ideas and college administrators almost like almost picking up the torch and going along with that instead of, Really putting their foot down and saying, no, like college is this is where you are supposed to be bombarded with ideas that you don't agree with. You're supposed to look into those ideas and learn and decide what of those ideas you think are right and what of those ideas you think are wrong and why. But it it, it didn't happen that way. And it's really getting worse and worse. A combination of helicopter parenting and the way that schools are transitioning and the idea that words can be harmful and all this different stuff. And it, it's a pretty um, interesting fucking book, man.
1: Well, yeah. So it basically talks about the current state. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 influence,
0: and, and it's the, the way that they talk about it is really intelligent too. Like he, he breaks down, um, I actually didn't even know, but he wrote a book that I've read before and I can't remember what it is, but, um, he breaks down like the difference in semantics and how words and the way that we word things in our head, especially changes how we look at things in cognitive behavioral therapy, um, which is what his original book was about. I think it was, it was a happiness book, happiness hypothesis, maybe. Um, but it talks about cognitive beh- behavioral therapy, which from what I gather has actually been stronger correlative, um, to human, um, psychology than than, you know, happy pills hmm. and and depression drugs and stuff like that. So um, oh, that makes sense. I mean, that'd be a topic for another time. Yeah. And I did start I did start your C.S. Lewis book. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm uh, it's a quick read. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on it. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: let's see this week for me. I have to admit I I really slacked off and I'll tell you why. It's basically a a game that my nine-year-old is playing it's called brawl stars i don't know if you heard of that game or not you
0: told me about it last time i was here because you busted Uh, him for staying up too late because you went on to play
1: (laughs) i won on it yeah (laughs) and it's a complete oh man it's a complete fucking mindless game yeah and i got wrapped up in it because i mean you're you know imagine your kid's playing a game you're trying to keep up so you you know if he's at like nth level I don't want to be sitting there at beginners just because, you know, the only time I pick it up is when, when he's on it. So, you know, I got, okay, I'm like, okay, I'll just, you know, if I'm sitting on the shitter or, you know, whatnot, well, pretty soon it advances to, all right, before bed, I'll slap a couple of games in and there's, it's totally mindless. I didn't do anything that um, would benefit myself mentally other than I have this bad habit, you I don't know if you know I do or not is if I find somebody has a fault or if I find something that I can annoy somebody with, I tend to just hit that button over and over. And there's this, uh, this is a cartoon game where basically you get into different events where it's like a showdown. So you can have 10 people, basically everyone for themselves. And you're, it's different characters with different weapons, whether it's a gun, whether he's a lobbing, you know, crap that blows up. Well, there's this one character on there that I got, and his name is uh, Dino Mike. You know kind of like dynamite kind of like dynamite Yep. and this guy looks like you know the three and a half foot tall minor 49er dude and he's got a piece of tnt on each hand and he's got a big powder keg you know as a backpack and he's annoying as hell because whenever he talks he sounds like you know he's got two two buck teeth and that's all he's got and he sounds like a a redneck from you know wherever back up in the hills and he just runs around like and i'm gonna blow you up And uh, just lobs all these, you know, pieces of dynamite. So he has distance, right? So anybody that's trying to shoot, he has limited distance. Well, this guy just throws the stuff, it blows up. And then when you get your super user, it throws this powder keg that just disrupts everything. It just blows people up or blows them out of their position. And so I decided, you know, this is the most annoying guy. So I just played all the games as this guy. (laughs) And people would get pissed off on there. Cause there's, you know, there's a little bit of of chatting going on and I would just be pissing people off literally. And they would just come after me and I'd just be laughing and I was just getting enjoyment out of that. So yeah. So
0: completely mindless, but. And it's enjoyable though. Yeah. And, and and it's something that you're, you have in common with your son. So that's, that makes sense. Like you're, you're investing the time to have that in common with him and it gives you a, a common ground, a common theme, right? Yeah. So. I wouldn't say completely mindless, but it's funny with the with the online gaming. Um, we were talking about this the other day. My brother got on and was gaming some pirate ship game. I don't even know what it was, and he he sunk this this pirate ship and took all the treasure. And it turned out to be like a nine-year-old kid that had spent like weeks and weeks and weeks to build up this treasure. (laughs) And the kid's dad got on and he's like, you like picking on little kids? Like, this is all over. Oh, Oh, yeah. And he's like, it's a game, man. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. And this dude is like mad at my brother for for fucking with his nine-year-old kid.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen that one other time. Uh, Rob O'Neill. Okay. So he's the uh, seal that, you know, put the rounds in Bin Laden. He had posted that uh, he was playing, I don't know what it was, Call of Duty or something. And some kid was like trash talking him and some kid must've got him and just laid into him. So then O'Neill just replies back, you know, "Um, you you like to pretend that you're me. (laughs) That's (laughs) a good one. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, I I mean,
0: there's a big difference, right? Like kids are fucking great gamers. Like they grew up doing this shit. Like. My kids will get on and do things like, you know, the, like just the stupid running games where they like flick the person and it jumps over shit. My yeah. daughter's going so fast. I'm like, what the fuck are you even doing? Yeah. Right. But they grew up with it. Their hand-eye coordination is just on point compared oh, yeah. to my old man ass. Yeah. It's
1: just when, just when the kids get to a point where they think that, oh, I play Call of Duty or, or Battleground or whatever. I remember my oldest playing that years ago. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is easy. And I'm watching like, dude, you cannot jump out of the second floor building <laughs> with a fifty cal.
0: 50 it's ca, going to
1: happen. 50 cal dry. It's 44 pounds. Yep. So, yeah, I remember taking him in the True Axe, and they had a fifty cal there. And I was like, all right, now pick this thing up. And he's just cradling this thing. I'm like, all right, this has no ammo. Yeah. Imagine you don't put an ammo in this sucker. So
0: Yeah, carry it around like a pig.
1: Yeah. So, I think he learned then it was a...
0: It's just not There's reality. Yeah, it's not like reality. That. Yeah. I like I like that. I like the guys that get into paintballing and like what airsoft. And they're like legit, like geared out, kitted up, like going out and, and like legitimately playing, you know, like not playing, but playing. Oh wow. And they're they're all done, man. Like ready to go, fucking putting ops together and it's wild.
1: The black ops airsoft guys. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I got my, my nine year old has a uh, airsoft pistol that he uses as practice. He's I've never to touched an airsoft stuff. pistol. Oh really? Nope. It's it's got all the feel, but it's definitely not the same. But yeah. for a nine year old it gets some, you know, learning, well, it's a good introduction, learning right? safety, yeah. yeah. Learning how to how to carry where to, you know, keep his fingers and yeah. how to move.
0: So emotional not know you first my emotional this week um well i mean I'm, so i'm still i'm sticking with the the meta meditation the, for the first five minutes of my 15 minute meditation the hot tubs opened up at the gym so i've been doing it in there after my workout
1: are you talking about the uh the little private dark hot yeah, tub? yeah buddy you sure you have you checked the water
0: well, first of all, do you know how much fucking bleach is in that thing? Like you have a hard time breathing. It. Oh, it's just straight up chlorine, there. straight up chlorine. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm not worried about anything in there. Like, jeez. but, um, don't wear red shorts. So I've been doing my meditation in there. No, I got some nice, uh, I got some nice jungle themed, like bird, bird jungle theme shorts that I wear. <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty, they're cute. Um, and then I was just talking with my wife actually on the way here, um, well, actually, while well, I was sitting at my house having a half a cigar before I came over, and she asked what my love language is, you ever oh, you ever looked the into five that love languages? Yeah, the love Gary languages. Chapman? Yeah, I've
1: read that book. It's a good book.
0: <sighs> I haven't uh, I haven't dabbled yet. And she sent me what the love languages are, and I was trying to think like what mine is, and I think I might have to just read the book because I, I looked at book. them and I'm like, I don't know if any of these actually fit. So I'm gonna have to look There's, at uh, it more. Yeah, they
1: fit everybody. Yeah, it's well, just apparently. It's just, yeah, you have to determine what your order
0: is. First, she asked me what my love language was, and I said novelty, right. <laughs> and that's not one of them. <laughs> that's a different book. That's the R-rated that's version. That's a different book.
1: But yeah, that's a, it's a it's a worthwhile book to read, and uh, yeah, Karen right. Chapman's a good author. I so. will.
0: I'll, I'll put some time into that now that she asked me, so at least I can I can be versed in it, because she's mentioned it a few other times, and I haven't looked into it, so...
1: Yeah, and remember the the physical is not the R rated version of
0: physical. No, no, I get that. It's like you know, it's 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 touch in public and hand around. It's it's yeah, I get that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, I know my number one is physical.
0: Yeah, but Good. yeah, not the well. So anyway, physical like getting shanked. <laughs> getting the girls shanked. with the girls you date, <laughs> yeah, getting shanked. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Um, um, so yeah, that's that's been my emotional work.
1: It's emotional for me it's uh sort of uh, i think a lot of it has been just a camaraderie a lot of it has been conversation with you know some of the other guys yeah uh catching up um also back and forth about squared away yeah it's like hey you squared away man so yeah and that leads to you know just conversation and checking up on each other so uh, a little bit of reading uh more of it for me this week has just been devotions on the um, Bible app.
0: Yeah. And, or that, or and that'll kind of roll us into, to spiritual. Yeah. Um, my spiritual this week is starting your CS Lewis book, mere Christianity. Dang. That's my spiritual. So yeah. I'll finish working on that through next week and we can talk more about it next week. Cause I'll have a better handle right now. We've just established where I'm just to the point establishing that there, there's two people, people that think there is some power and people that think that there's no power.
1: Yeah. And he's a, he's a good author yeah. and he looks at it. He comes from it as a philosopher.
0: I read the screw tape letters. So I know oh, C.S. Yeah. Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And the way he so,
1: writes, yep. He wrote the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe yep. in that series. Okay. Yeah. That'll be interesting to hear.
0: So I, along with, I sent you my, my book list. Yeah. So along with that, it was an audible two for one this week. So you buy a book, you got a book free. So I was like, Oh, so I got on, I fucking ended up buying four books, but it was yeah. like, it was like, because of that was what I was on. Yeah. It was f- like four religious books, <laughs> like, uh, but both sides, right? Like, right. like pro-religion and then not, not anti-religion, but, but just the counter counterpoint, you know? And I think, um, might've been a Richard Dawkins book or something like that. So I've got fucking so many goddamn books lined up now. It's going to be a hot minute before I get to anything.
1: Do you might as well take a long drive?
0: I, yeah. Well, at the end of the month, I have a, I have a tattoo appointment in uh, a two-day tattoo appointment in cedar rapids iowa so
1: two-day tattoo appointment in cedar rapids for yeah. a, are you getting a do not enter sign in the yeah. back end? yeah
0: yeah i'm just gonna be all it's just gonna be all road signs <laughs> all the way up my arm <laughs> no um <clears throat> god i hope this turns out um i I've, i'm very picky and there's only about five people in the world that i've looked into for a full sleeve and all of them are all over the world and years out and i ended up coming across this guy um through my cousin and an amazing artist um not the best communication so i look at his tattoos and i go all right i'm I, like i feel comfortable and then like i'll be like so we started on any design work yet nah he'll start on it the week before oh really <laughs> and i'm is, like is it four oh color? uh mostly black and white with one probably um like one color involved into it, but it's going to be like a, um, a lot of philosophy and stoicism and Greek mythology and stuff like that worked into it. But I really, um, I don't, my style isn't like the multiple piece sleeve that then has like filler in between my style is like that morph, call it realism morph. So everything looks super real, but like one piece morphs into another piece. So, um, We'll see. We'll see when that maybe I won't have an appointment because it won't look like anything I want done. But anyway, so oh, he's got to proof it to you. Yet. That'll be a lot of hours of of audiobook for that. So I'll get through a bunch then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're probably going to feel guilty when I talk to the guy. So
0: no, I'm i have I go to people that don't want to talk like my hairdresser chick knows that I rarely want to talk. So like oh, yeah. she'll mention a few like small talk things, but otherwise she just cuts my hair. Oh, man. Like, I'll tip you better if you just let me relax and don't try to small talk me. Oh, what are you up to this week? What are you got? Kids? Are you married? Like, <laughs> to shut up. Just I'll let's relax. You do your job. Get into it. You know, feel yourself. Yeah. And I'll sit here and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to relax and I'm going to enjoy my quiet. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, I understand where you're at. It's the gal that I go to that I got my whole right shoulder and right arm from. Uh, I just I fall asleep. I don't know. It's like a little tickling. Yeah. It's almost like having, you know, it's like having your wife take your, her nails and yeah. like rub them against your skin. Yeah. To me, but not it's just, the deep ones. The deep ones?
0: Yeah, not the deep nails. Oh, not deep nails. I don't know. It
1: just feels, yeah. it puts me to sleep. Yeah. So I know the the gal that did my whole right side, I mean, she knows that. So yeah. at least I can just like uh, zoom off and wake up and know I ain't, I'm i not going to have like, you know, a big dick on my arm or something. Yeah. So.
0: She'll put it where you can't see it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll get home, flip around. What the hell is that? Right. So,
0: but, uh, so yeah, then I'll get caught up with the audio books on then. Um, so our deep dive this week is an interesting one. I texted you earlier this week and we kind of went back and forth and I think we're going to introduce it. Um, we're going to introduce it like this. There's something going on in Texas right now. There's a, what would you call it? A trans transition transportation trans it's like a migration migration yeah that's that's the right word there's a migration from um some some very liberal states to texas in your opinion why do you think that is
1: well having i have family that live in the two probably most liberal and poorly led cities so I have a half brother that lives in New York City and I have a full brother that lives in just uh, north of San Jose now because he had to keep moving out of San Francisco, San Jose. And now, you know, I wouldn't say what city he's in, but it just for the cost and the regulations. Um, I used to uh, be a vice president for a company that was based out of San Jose and looking at the books and looking at the operations, there's no way you could run an operation down there and be competitive in a commodity market. So from my experience and from my family's experience, I mean, it's the leadership and the infrastructure that's put in place and the tax revenue harvesting that goes on down there and the lack of control um, as far as the legislative is, you know, you hate to say it. I mean, I'm not trying to make it a blue or, or red, but you see these type of results in the big cities, that in the blue States. And I think you tie that into a lot of talks like Joe Rogan, uh, I know Ben Shapiro and many people have left those States and you really hear a lot about California. They migrate to Vegas. They migrate to Texas, you know, migrate to Arizona. And, you know, a lot of it points to the leadership, unfortunately. So,
0: there is a attractive, we'll call it a value structure in a state like Texas. There's an attractive value structure. They value growth and innovation, personal freedom, um, intelligent taxation, um, Many other things if we sat here and, you know, started writing a list, but there's a value structure that that is very attractive to companies and people. But the companies move first, the jobs are created, and then the people move to fill the jobs. Right. Yeah. These people move and they bring everything with them. They bring their current value structure with them to a state like Texas. And this is where we wanted to start talking about this. And and, and this is where my original text was about assimilation. And I wanted to start this out talking about California and Texas because I didn't want it to be a national immigration thing. I didn't want it to be people coming to the United States. Um, I wanted it to I wanted to really set it up with the idea of when you'll have when you're in a place that is not ideal, and you're moving to a place that has a better value structure, which makes it more ideal for you, you then need to adopt the positive parts of that value structure and assimilate yourself into that area to then not turn where you just moved to into where you just escaped.
1: So let me... Let me throw this at you. So the people that leave those areas, honestly, do you think that they
0: realize the root cause of why they left? I think that that's why we're having this conversation. Yeah. Because I don't know that, I, you know, I think to, to make a broad statement like that would be would be ridiculous, but I think that the majority do not think that deeply as to understand. And I think that people like us talking about this And hundreds of thousands of other people making this same point, telling their friends, having these conversations is imperative so that they do maybe a light bulb blinks in their head and they go, oh, shit, good point. And I know the governor of Texas brought Joe Rogan in to hang out with him to say, like, thank you for coming. Don't turn Texas into California. You know, and that that point. And I know Joe has made that point a few times, um, but that point needs to be made over and over and over again. And I think that it's a it's a similar point when people are immigrating to the United States from less attractive countries.
1: Right. So how do you I think there's there's a gap in either education. I mean, when you're looking at it, let's go back to the California, you know, migration out and. I I hate to say it, but the people that are leaving those places, leaving California, leaving New York, and they're bringing their ideas over, I mean, these are idealists that I, I don't think if you even put the logic down, and the reason I'm saying this is when you looked at the political climate in the last, you know, eight years, especially the last, you know, four years, I don't think these people want to. They, or have the understanding to put things into context again and realize that, oh, you know what? The reason that you are unhappy where you're at, the reason that your wallet's lighter, the reason that there are so many problems and people, you know, shitting on your lawn. And to me, I have a little personal, you know, pissed off at, at the area that I love to vacation in was Orange County. You know, I have an art background, obviously. So I'm a little artsy fartsy, you know, oversized Asian, but you know, Laguna beach area was the area. I love the state beach down there. Uh, I love the sawdust festival that they have every weekend and you see all these, you know, I like pottery. I know it sounds weird, but
0: that's an Asian thing.
1: Okay. Must be an Asian thing. Good. <laughs> and, uh,
0: I don't know that for sure. I just totally yeah. fucking call oh. that out. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> I really don't know either. And I'm Asian. So yeah. yeah. But I like going down there, but it, they turned it into an area where now it's a tent community. You can't ride your bike without being harassed or, you know, people taking a shit on your backyard. I mean, it's it's that. California is a beautiful, I mean, you've been to California. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a, a gorgeous state. There's so I many love things the state. to do.
0: Don't like the people.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing that I, they have to learn and realize that when they leave, that that comes from the top, but they have to be educated on that because so many these people that leave represent a lot of people that we look at and shake our heads and like you know what? They're making all these decisions, you know, whether it's politically or whatnot, based on their emotion, because that's the currency of the day, is emotion.
0: And and especially when you start to talk about um, national immigration now, um, same idea, but when we talk about assimilation, Culturally, America is a melting pot and culturally you need to stay strong and maintain your culture and all of the things that, that, that make you, you, but you do need to re your value structure and rethink, um, the basis of, of, of your value structure and, and where your values are and, and what, what can you bring from your, you know, from where you moved from that will help improve your life and the life of people around you. Um, but what can you shed? What can you get rid of? What can you relearn and what can you assimilate from the place that you moved to? If you move from California to Texas, what can you pick up from all of those people that have been in Texas for generations after generations after generations that built the state, and what can you pick up from them to improve yourself? And I think you know one of the biggest problems is is we've we're we're so divided politically that no one can really understand that what our the reason our country was was made the way it was is because it it's a balance it's a fine it's a dance there's a you know we're dancing back and forth and we're making sure that people that need help are taken care of but we're making sure that not too much is taken out of the people who are making things as pocket and we're making sure you know it's it's a little bit this way and a little bit that way and we're swaying back and forth and all of a sudden now we're in this we're in this this Almost violent sway. We're so far one way and we're so far the other way that nothing is really balancing out in the middle. And that's that needs to be slowed the fuck down. We need to slow that down and relax back into that. That nice. Soft sway back and forth so that we are taking care of the people that need to be taken care of, but we're taking care of them intelligently. We're teaching them how to take care of themselves. We're teaching them how to be functional members of society and we're teaching them a value structure, but we're also not breaking the bank of the people that are making all the jobs for all of these people to move here.
1: Right. And I think uh, it starts at, you know, the schools and it starts with the parents. You know, I mean, look at your civics class. Your civics class teaches you that there's a balance in government. And it's exactly what you said. It's, it's a dance. That's how it's supposed to be. It's how the forefathers put this country together to work. And you know, when do we get to a point where we can say, well, this is the, here's the pros and cons of each party. I mean, there are pros and cons of each party. I mean, I like, I like going to, you know, the liberal cities like Chicago. I like going to New York. I like going to California, but I'm like a lot of people are like, guess what? But I wouldn't live there Yep. because the infrastructure sucks, but guess they have all these, you know, feel good things. They have all these, you know, museums and aquariums and everything else. But the thing is, though, they don't know how to build the infrastructure. I mean, that's where uh, the right is very good at that. They're good at infrastructure. They're good at, you know, discipline. They're they're very good at building the everyday necessities, you know. So you put that together with the left, and then you can come together some compromise. I mean, that's what they're supposed to be doing uh, in D.C. And it's now become either pick one side or the other. And fortunately... You know, there's a lot of shit that's happening right now. That I thought, well, maybe would have been a year, year and a half. The destabilization in the Middle East, the, the shit show at the border, um, the economy. I mean, how can you fuck up an economy that's coming out of a pandemic? I mean, literally, they could have just sat there and did nothing, and it would have been okay.
0: Well, one of the one of the biggest problems structurally with what they've done, and it's not just them, um, is The unscrupulous, unscrupulous, unemployment that just keeps getting extended. And now you have 13 states that have just, they've, they've refused it. They've refused to keep extending unemployment benefits because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs and nobody that'll fill them. Oh yeah. When you look at that, you look at that, that um, payroll number that, that was expected. They were expecting a million new jobs. Yep. 234000 Yeah.
1: I mean, who wants to work when you can do nothing and make a little more money at it? So, I mean, I know a lot of people this week alone who've gotten letters in the mail saying, hey, there's another check coming. So, why would you need to, you know, get another job?
0: Yeah. And also, sending out umpteen thousands of dollars to people and they're spending it because Americans don't save money. Like Americans, they, they spend it, right? So. What do they spend it on? Well, right now you can't really travel. So they've spent it on vehicles and they've spent it on house improvements and house stuff. Well, guess what? Building goods are up 400%. Yeah. That's called inflation.
1: Yep. And at some point it's going to bottom out.
0: Well, the problem is, is the prices never go back down. I was just talking to a guy today who's lived through three of these inflation um, cycles and prices don't go prices don't go down. It's not like all of a sudden lumber will be, you know, it's not, you're not gonna be able to get building studs for $2 and 35 cents ever again. Yeah. You have to wait until the average income catches up to where it's like $2 and 35 cents again. Really, it's $5, but instead of making $40,000 a year, you're making $80,000 a year. But that $80,000 a year is buying the same amount of shit that that $40,000 was.
1: And at this point, I don't see that happening.
0: Eventually it will. But that's—I I don't know that there's any other way out of inflation. I mean, okay, so simple simple ep- economics is supply and demand, right? So there's a huge demand right now. How do we increase supply? Well, we don't increase supply by putting more lumber mills and meat packing plants and all this shit because you can't get anybody to work. Right. So if you have nobody to work for these things, then you got a, a supply issue and a demand issue, and that is what's causing the prices to fucking go skyrocket right now. Yeah. So extrapolate that out. If you owned, if you own a meat packing plant, right, you can't get good employees because nobody's going to come work. So a, what do you go to? $45 an hour. If you go to $45 an hour, meat's going to cost 10 bucks a pound. Right. Okay. So the other option is automation. You automate as much as you can. Well, then those jobs are gone forever.
1: Yeah. Well, look at Walmart, look at Walmart, right, uh, right down the road. You know, I love a,
0: yeah, how many oh. cashiers do they have now? Two?
1: Zero. They only have the people supporting the uh. You don't have any regular
0: registers open anymore?
1: Not here, no. Oh, Jesus. There is is zero. That's
0: and that's that's that is this is the canary in the coal mine, right? Like this is the initial that's gonna turn to that's gonna turn to everything.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny, I saw a meme uh, yesterday. There was a picture of uh, the Walmart self checkout area. Yeah. And then a sign hanging over We support, you know, American
0: jobs. <laughs> So, yeah, installing these things, because they're not made here. Right. They're not programmed here. But we install them here. Yeah. You got to have an installer once.
1: Yeah. And Maybe a guy soon. to
0: come in and clean them once in a while, update them. Yeah.
1: I mean, they have, uh, like, I think uh, one or two people in a little yellow vest that basically you just got to watch those things in case somebody has an issue. But you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see fast food. Yeah. Yeah. I've already seen, you like, kiosks Yep. Not that I go on fast food places, but.
0: Yeah, and so extrapolate that out down the road, and we have less jobs, people making less money, um, people getting more money, because the government's not just gonna let people starve to death, so people getting more money, and then what does that create for the attitude of the worker? Well, you've got the person that says, fuck it, I don't need to work, I can get money from the government, So that's person a, and then you got person B who's like, I work my fucking ass off and this guy doesn't work. Why the fuck should I keep working? You know? And, and that's a weird thing that we've lost is the strength in personal accomplishment or not the strength. That's not the right word. The, the personal accomplishment, the feeling of accomplishment that you've, you've put in a hard day's work and you've earned the food that's on your table. You've earned the the money that's coming in at the end of the week. And you respect that. You respect that income. You respect the house that you bought. You respect the car. You respect the clothes. I can tell you what happens when you give a bunch of people a lot of money because I'm in the liquor industry and it is fucking insane. Everything is out can't get glass. Can't get cans. Can't get product. I, I backorder shit every single order. I have something backordering because sales are up so astronomical that we, they just can't keep up. Well, and that's because people are spending that expendable income. So you give people money and they fucking blow it. That's what yeah. happens. Why is that? Because there's no respect to that money because it's not earned. Try with your kids. Give your kid 10 bucks. Tell them they can do whatever they want with it and then make them work for 10 bucks. They, they hold on to that 10 bucks they work for a lot longer yeah. than that 10 you gave to them. That's simple human psychology.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a scale right now that on one end you have equality of opportunity and the other end you have equality of outcome. Yep. And we're pushing steadily towards outcome.
0: Yeah. And that that's one thing that people have a hard time differentiating against. And I've pushed that on my Instagram page a ton is you are guaranteed As you know, not guaranteed, but that's what our country tries to guarantee everyone is an equality of opportunity. That means that you have an equal opportunity to achieve success. That doesn't mean you have an equal opportunity to get success. That means you have an equal starting ground.
1: Right. So, you know, bringing this to what's happening in California, the migration, you know, I mean, that's everything that we've talked about, the negative effect has been happening from legislation, yes. you know, from the politicians. So, I mean, bottom line is, I mean, if you're going to migrate away from that environment into a new environment that you're saying, hey, it's it's better. Wow. There's all these freedoms here. Because you moved for opportunity a reason. There's here. Yeah. Then you got to think, wow, well, maybe I should be voting differently than I have before. And that's just something I think that either they're going to have to get educated, but Man, you look at some of the, the videos of some of these people, I, I swear they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground.
0: No, and and you said, you know, it's a school. Well, school, I think we're fucked with schools, honestly. Like, schools are really good at teaching, teaching facts, right? Like, they're good at teaching um, mathematics, and they're good at teaching reading, and they're good at teaching that kind of stuff. I don't think that they're good at teaching things like, value structures and um, intelligent thought processes about balance in government and shit like that. Like that's a parent's job right now. Not because it's right. not because it, yes, it should always be the parent's job, but parents have relied way too much on the schools and we can see what that's turned yeah. out to be.
1: And I think that's a balance because what it's turned into now is that the schools are indoctrinating. Yes, And the parents spend so much time deprogramming their kids. Or if they're not involved.
0: But that's the thing. I don't think that many are spending that much time deprogramming.
1: Yeah. So if they're not involved, they literally just flow right in with the, you know, like we talked about last week and see, uh, you know, the gray umbrellas all going one way. And, you know, as, as a teacher, uh, there's a lot of good teachers out there, yes. but they need to, you know, you're, you're going to teach, let's say you're teaching civics. But you need to teach it one step further. You need to tell the kids that, hey, you know, this is why there are these branches of the government. This is why there is that dance. And this is what it looks like. And teaching the kids, okay, you need to take the pros and cons. And what do you think is best for the country as a whole? Not just for yourself, not for your group of people, not for a certain race. But what is best for this whole country? And use critical thinking. And make that decision yourself. You know, the teachers should really teach the kids to question, to research, to understand, not just, well, okay, this is what it is. You know, civics is this and you do your tests like this. So I just know this is what it is. And okay.
0: I mean, And teach. And I don't think, you know, I don't think teachers think they're indoctrinating because I think they were already indoctrinated. They were indoctrinated. So they're
1: just repeating or yes. parroting what the textbook is saying or their lesson plan. And then the kids are in a way they're doing the same thing then. Yep. So you just got robot to robot. Yep. So, I mean, there's there's good teachers out
0: there. And I think that's it takes the initiative to do that. I think I think the majority of people are good. I think, the, and the, this comes back to my point that I said that we were going to talk about at some later date after I've established it more, but the, the myth of pure evil, you know, it's like those teachers, like they really do. They are really trying to do good. They're really trying to help and they're trying to do good. Where the problem is, is their logic is faulty. And they're, it's they're, their
1: logic or they get mentally lazy.
0: No, no, no. I think that their logic is faulty. I think that a majority of people are really, they they're good and they're trying to do good. But their logic is faulty, right? And bring bring it right back around to the, the teaching a man how to fish versus giving him a fish, right? They they are they wholeheartedly feel like giving someone a fish is is helping them. And it is for a second. They're failing to connect the dots to, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't just keep doing this same thing. I should think about it a different way. And I think that's where the, I think that's where the logic is faulty with with people like teachers, because I think the majority of teachers are really, really good. But I think that their logic is faulty.
1: Yeah, I have to think about that. I mean, I agree the logic is faulty. The cause of that, I don't know. Um You know, I was thinking this last week about this whole, the critical race theory that, you know. I have just, just started high spotting that this week. Yeah. And I mean, from, from what I read, I mean, is it necessary? You know, hell no. I would say this is my suggestion is, you know, fuck critical race theory. I think it's idiotic and it's what it is. It's just a theory that you're trying to ingrain into the kids now and the kids now turn that theory into a fact. I think what. They should have a class for kids, oh hell, I'd teach it myself, is how to cognitively look at news, how to con- cognitively parse through media and think for themselves. because um, that's what we lack. And I think starting there, apply that to their classes, apply that to their civics class. apply that to you know world history. You know, teach the kids to think again.
0: Yeah. You know? and think and and realize that thinking about something, coming up with an idea, getting shot down with your idea because someone has more facts than you. That's a that's that's how you learn. It, you're not yeah. you're not wrong. You didn't you didn't fail. Yeah. You had you had a thought. You brought that thought to light. Someone gave you new, you know, shine new light on your thought and that changed the way it looked and you went, "Oh. Yeah, I guess that's not right." That's okay. Yeah. That's how you learn. That's how you come up with your own your own value structure, your own thought process, your own mind. That's how you develop your own mind.
1: Yeah. Teach the kids how to research news. You know, that's I think that's missing. I mean, hell, they should have an adult class for that at this point. Yeah. But um but you know, we're talking about all the I mean, these are all the negative things that happen from the legislation. Yes. Forces people to move. Yes. So I don't know. Have we solved that? Have we come to the
0: answer what the root problem is? Is is there a root problem? Yeah, there is a root problem, clearly. It's an um, it's an imbalance. Yeah. The, the, the root problem is an imbalance from one side to the other side. Yeah. And
1: the problem is it creates an action of voting. Yes. And voting all one-sided. I mean, right now you have the super majority in this country. And you're feeling the effects, whether it's left or right, you know, this isn't a left or right argument. This is, okay, these are the effects of the legislation that's in place. And it just so happens that this group has these ideas and they executed on them. And is that what we want? Is this what we want the country to
0: look like? So I read something yesterday and this is, I I didn't research it to make sure it's true. But apparently if you take a bunch of black ants, and a bunch of fire ants and put them in a jar. They're fine. They live cohesively. If you shake that jar and then pour them out on the concrete, they'll fight to the death. Really? I didn't know that. So all. I think that that right there is the perfect analogy of the right and the left people, not government, but the right and the left voters in our country. Oh, yeah. We're, I would agree. We're we're the two ants that are supposed to live cohesively and 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 balance back and forth and do that dance um but right now there's a group of people whether it be a new world order or foreign influence um Putin what, whatever whoever it is or somebody shaking that fucking jar and right now we're just we're ants and we're fighting back and forth and we're hating each other yeah because we're being shaken up but realistically, why do we hate each other? Right. We all want the same fucking thing.
1: Yeah. Well, we're talking about Peace religion. and prosperity. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about religion next. So, you know, there's a verse that says a house divided against itself can't stand. Yeah. And as long as people are bickering back and forth and fighting each other, I mean, the higher ups that be have control. They can do whatever the hell they want. I mean, it's just a diversion.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, would you say that? I mean, media is one of the root causes too.
0: Yeah, but the thing with media is, is I don't know that media is the root cause on purpose. I mean, I think that media is the root cause because of the weakness of a human.
1: If it bleeds, it leads. Yes, they're just trying to profit. They're trying.
0: They're profitable. And the only way, especially you're talking about a dying beast, right? You're talking about, if you're talking about MSN, you know, CNN, CNN. NBC, you're talking about a, a big giant beast that's just fucking dying. Yeah. And when that beast is dying, that last fight of it, you know, that those last breaths where it's squealing and screaming and clawing for everything. Yeah. That's what we're seeing right now. And they are fucking pushing everything everything that makes people pissed off because if you're pissed off
1: man there's some people that get hung up on cnn they they listen to it like it's biblical and i don't know if you ever watched some of those you know clown show idiots they got on there.
0: no i don't watch i don't watch major news
1: oh really no i think i think sometimes you got to watch bits and pieces (laughs) so that you kind of understand what's you know what people are being hypnotized and parroting to so
0: we got rid of tv like eight years ago we just have you know netflix and amazon prime
1: that's it <laughs> which is good so going back to your point you said that, you know media is influencing people to get pissed off
0: yeah 100% why why, why? to profit because if they, they f- feel good news stories news stories of, of people you know coming together and and agreeing on something those don't those don't get hits they don't get views how does, how does a media, major media, where does their money come from? Watching the world burn. Come, no, it comes from advertisement, right? No, advertisement. Advertisement. That's where major media's new money comes from. So advertisement. Was, so advertising is uh You get paid per CPM. You know that you're in the business.
1: Oh yeah. For, right. Okay. You're talking that Cost way. per thousand. I'm talking about content.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking, that's where your money comes from is, is cost per thousand views cost per thousand eyeballs that that saw that commercial you know okay we have an average you know we have an average hundred thousand views per 30 second spot cost is twenty seven dollars per thousand you know it's simple math um you know if you can take that hundred thousand views and by pushing the echo chamber of whatever your viewership is and pissing them off even more and making them and it's the same thing that's happening in social media right now um you up your ad income. You up your ad ad income. You're more profitable.
1: You know that kind of uh, cements that saying that money is the root of all evil. It does. So I mean, we can go beyond the politicians as a root. Yeah, yeah. we're talking money.
0: Yeah. Well, I it, real so politicians money, are
1: motivated by money.
0: Money is the root of all evil. But how about even further? Money is just money is just a thing to 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 get other things right like money so you're talking materialism now i'm talking even further than materialism why does a why does a guy that makes 100 million dollars buy a yacht to impress to impress partially to impress the people that he's around a lot of times to protect uh to impress the opposite sex money is just a money is just a stepping stone to so what about people that are married st- what does that
1: does that uh that evil materialism does that shrink down when
0: people get married no not at all because you're not trying to impress another lady no you are trying to impress all the ladies because now when you're married yeah because now you've got you've got one that you hopefully love right but that fades that that uh, that that initial good feeling that you get from her being attracted to you that fades so you need to get that from other external. If, if you're the person that needs external validation which most of the people that have millions of dollars are people that need external validation 100 Sci- human psychology you could break it right down to the the lack of control of ego and the need for external validation so if you're the type of person that needs external validation and you get married and your external validation from your spouse fades because everything, everything fades. Then you need it from external source, more external sources. But if you are true to your marriage agreement, it doesn't mean that you're fucking all these women, but it means that you still need that. Still need that validation. Yes. Yes. The big dot. It all comes from the lack of control of ego. Wow. Dang, it's crazy. Yeah. So that's where the that's where the money being the root of all evil, that's where that comes from. It's not, you know, it's it's not necessarily money, it's what money does. Yeah. And why wow. is that? Because we evolved for a hundred thousand years with us supporting each other. Men generally being the hunters. If you could hunt better and you bring back more meat, your family ate better. You were looked upon better in the tribe. And that's where that extrapolates generation after generation after generation. Just like women um, were more of the gatherers, they protected the, um, they protected the tribe. They took care of the, of, the, of the kids. And so that's why that is, is generally more appealing. So men have money to impress women. Yeah. Women have motherly instincts and signals of reproductive prowess.
1: You're talking about back in the primitive days.
0: This is all still in our, this is still deep down in our brains. This is, I'm saying what we see now is, is this simple things from our primitive days extrapolated out thousands of years, generation after generation, and and what, what is coming from it. So why do you think we're attracted to tits and ass? Because they're uh, round. Because, no, (laughs) because it's signaled. A better reproductive prowess. Are you serious? Yes. Why do you think? Where do you think that comes from?
1: I don't know because it looks good. It's like, but looking why? At a nice why car. does it look good? Yeah, I see nice curves on a car. I'm like, wow, that's, that's a hot car. Why
0: does why do curves on a car look nice? Why uh, does a uh, why does a, why does a Lamborghini look better than a fucking box with wheels?
1: Because it's sexy.
0: Why though? because because it's
1: going to reproduce anything. No,
0: no, but because it's more aerodynamically intelligent, it's a better functioning car. That's why it looks better. Functionality then turns into attractiveness. It's the same on human bodies. I'm going to attach some
1: wires to my brain and figure this one out uh because... no tits and ass look good just because it's tits and ass. No, they know. look
0: good because they symbolize a strong reproductive system.
1: So we're about the dude that likes to chick without an ass.
0: Then he, she's got a good personality, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> personality over ass, because you know what? What happens if the you know a chick gets hit by a bus and all of a sudden you know he's got to wheel her around? I mean.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm, and I'm not saying we're, you're talking individual. I'm ta- you're talking you're talking <laughs> tanks. I'm talking helicopters okay. to bring it back to your mentality. All right.
1: I'll hop in a helicopter now. OK, okay.
0: so that that's why women are generally more attracted to money and uh, ability to provide. Men are more attracted to physical gifts, motherly instincts. Okay. This is all generalities, but look at it. It's pretty fucking common.
1: So how to, uh, you know, speaking from two dudes here, since we've gone from migrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So
0: we did. Yeah. Uh,
1: but two dudes right here, you know, so if guys are trying to attract people by materialism. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know we can't speak for women, but so what do women do then? It's not like they sit there and, uh, you know, Exude. Functionality.
0: Do you really have to ask me this question? I feel like you can answer this question. You're 100% yourself. <laughs> Low-cut shirts, tight pants, shirts that don't cover your ass with your yoga pants on, heels. Where do you think heels come from? Oh,
1: so it's superficial. Yes. Like materialism. Okay. yes. All right. I'm just Implants, I was just asking a question. Botox. So we, we covered both sides here. Lip, so. lip
0: injections, <laughs> butt workouts. Let's All talk right. about the amazing amount of butt workouts that go on now.
1: Yeah, all butt and uh, nothing else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you got some <laughs> hamstrings that pop on the back, like that's sexier than a big old butt because I know you worked for it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Cause hamstrings
0: don't develop if you're not working them.
1: It's a lot of gals that you know are born with a butt and then all of a sudden it looks like uh one of my drawings.
0: Yeah, stick legs. Just stick legs, like, stick yeah.
1: legs with a sack and a Mac.
0: But no, so so the reason we got onto this is I think it's just human nature and and why we are the way we are and why we have developed some, some faulty value structures on all sides of the political spectrum. Um, that's why it's a dance. That's why there's a balance. That's why our country was developed the way that it was. That's why Texas is awesome and people are moving from fucking California to Texas in droves. In New York to Florida. New York to Florida, 100%.
1: Damn, yeah, no, that makes sense. Right. Imbalance.
0: Imbalance. Everything is balance. Well. So, So when you, when you, when you, so when you study like, like Buddhism and you talk about enlightenment, like when I have these like break big, giant, you know, world problems down to simple things like that, I'm like, I feel like that's part of enlightenment. Not that I'm enlightened, but that's like a step. To yeah. be able to see what is the Miyamoto Musashi when you see the when you see the way in one thing you see the way in all things is that yeah. is that the Musashi quote yeah something like that something right
1: like that, yeah i mean it goes back to yeah even in operations in the japanese the five why's learning how to break down everything to just asking five you know three to five why's will get you to the root of the problem yeah and the root of the problem is always simple you have to break everything down and simplify it yep So, yeah, as human beings, we just tend to overcomplicate things. Yeah. So, yeah, we're enlightened today.
0: We are enlightened today. (laughs) All right. I think we're good to wrap up. We're at a minute one. Um, Everybody, take two minutes. Send this out to five people. I've probably personally contacted 100 people this week just to say, hey, did you get a chance to listen to the podcast? And I mean- (laughs) If, if all you guys that listen, this is episode 10. We're going to keep going. We're going to hit 100 episodes. We're going to be 20,000 episodes, 20,000 downloads per episode. This is going to be huge. You want to be one of the first people to tell somebody about it so that five years when they're like, hey, man, I changed my entire life because you told me about that podcast. That could be you right now telling somebody about this podcast.
1: Good. Sounds awesome, man.
0: All right. Have a good week. You too.